0: Welcome to Regulars Anonymous with host Zachary Landry sitting down with the people who are standing in line behind you at the grocery store and hearing what they have to say.
1: I have been on some cool podcasts though. I was on the Temple Hat podcast that was fun with Sam Tripoli. Okay. He was on Rogan. That was cool for him. Yeah. I wish I was on Rogan.
0: What was he like?
1: Him or Rogan? Oh yeah, no, he was he's funny. He's funny. Yeah. He's a comedian, but it's it's his podcast is all about conspiracy theories. Okay. But he's a little he's a little out there more so than I am.
0: Fair enough. And were you anonymous on that one as well?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Always. Always. Always anonymous. I go by like a handle uh-huh. like and uh yeah, and I use an avatar <laughs> and yeah.
0: That's super funny because just from what I've experienced on like knowing you, mm-hmm. I thought your face would have been like front and center all over it.
1: Oh, because I'm a narcissist. Well, you say so bit. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I I like actually prefer that I built it up on my brains yep. instead. Right. So yeah, when men send me money online, <laughs> it's not because <laughs> of tits. It's because it's they like the way I think. And that's even better for my ego.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's super dumb. Yeah,
1: they want to fuck my personality, oh, you know. Wow.
0: <laughs> did you do any like voice modification to the the videos? Because it's just removed.
1: a little bit. I just I, I elevate my uh, pitch just a little bit, so mm-hmm. I sound a little bit younger right. and a little bit more feminine, and I get a little bit more money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sweet. So, how long did you? When did you start the channel?
1: Uh, so I started in about 2017.
0: Okay, and how long before, what was your uh, final numbers-wise, like, subscribers?
1: Oh, when it was deleted, 144,000 subscribers oh. when it was deleted in January.
0: So just this past year.
1: And right. just, I think, just over 10 million views.
0: That's wild. Doubled. Yeah. Did you expect? It?
1: No, God, no. <laughs> right, no, yeah. I, was, um, I was working in medicine, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a grown-up job, and I'd gone to school for this. And uh, I, I hated it eventually, and uh, I wanted to get back into to writing. I, that's what I had always wanted to do. And so I started um, going on like sites like Upwork and, and just putting myself out there. And I was getting jobs, and I was getting paid to do comedy, and I was getting paid to write tweets for D-list celebrities. And I thought I was pretty funny. And I figured, why am I writing for other people? Why don't I just attempt to do this myself? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I did, I made my own YouTube channel and uh, it didn't, it didn't take long. I think within three months, uh, one of my videos went a little bit viral and I got my first 10,000
0: subscribers within a month,
1: within three within months three months or so. And I was like, Oh, that happened faster than I expected. Well, I mean, I didn't really expect that at all. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting. I think getting to my first thousand subscribers was more exciting than getting to a hundred thousand so I think getting to a thousand is an accomplishment on its own on YouTube, um, and then from there, it just it just kept going. And then there was a point where it's it kind of slowed down, and I think I was being throttled a little bit because I was talking about subjects that YouTube didn't really want me to. Mm-hmm. And I I noticed everything was kind of slowing down. Like my engagement on everything was fantastic. I think I had like. A 99% uh, like to dislike ratio, which is almost unheard of. It it was, yeah, I had incredible feedback and a great community. It just wasn't growing after, you know, around 140,000. It just kind of stalled for a a year or so. And it's like, okay, there's powers to be that aren't (laughs) letting this get around anymore. So it was just kind of by word of mouth and people sharing it that it was growing at all.
0: Sweet. So, what kind of content were you going on? with your channel then
1: well at first it was all like a political comedy
0: mm-hmm.
1: mostly like contrarian topics that i found interesting and over time i started getting better and better at doing it and doing more research and actual journalism near the end i was uh, i'm just gonna adjust this mic yeah yeah do near the end i was it making... might slide down you oh, just okay.
0: give it a crank there yeah
1: Near the near the end or the last few years, I was doing real journalism. I was filing like freedom of information requests with the government. I was uh, contacting politicians and uh, government agencies for quotes Mm -hmm. and um, doing things that I just wasn't seeing in the mainstream media. It's like, why aren't people asking these questions? I guess I'll have to do that. And I ended up making actual like mini documentaries on on these specific topics of government corruption, mostly. And uh, it became less comedy and more like news content over time. And I think that put a bigger target on my back. Uh, I knew it was only a matter of time until I was going to get kicked off Mm -hmm. of YouTube because I was seeing all my other YouTube friends. Getting booted from from the for doing the same sort of content and I was really trying to skirt around it and read all of the policies and make sure that I was um, but even then it didn't matter is it was, it was the content I was making was getting too close to for comfort. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about like Jeffrey Epstein and the pedophiles on the, on that list. And you're, you know, I'm, I'm making fun of it because it's still like comedy. But it's like at the end of this is these are real crimes that these billionaires committed. And there's the media no isn't exposed. There's no accountability. No one's exposing that. So that's what I ended up doing. And uh, people seem to really like the content I was making. And I put a lot of time and effort into it. Each video I was making was taking almost like 100 hours. Oh, wow. Uh, to put into it so I, I i learned a lot and um i i don't think i'm gonna stop mm-hmm. i'll just go to a different platform and keep creating
0: well that was my next question what like cause I, I i'm thinking of like a drunk guy getting kicked out of a bar and then trying to sneak <laughs> in the back door like you're completely off of youtube then
1: yeah like, how would I'm they per- how do they
0: know go, about going to
1: I'm permanently banned for life, (laughs) which makes me feel like it's almost an accomplishment to be able to do that. That Google has banned me from, and it wasn't even that channel. I had also had a channel that I started when I was seventeen, where I did like rap songs, (laughs) and they're like, you can't have that either. So, they deleted that's how dangerous I am that they deleted my rap channel just <laughs> for what I was saying. Yeah, I'm not allowed to have it. So, I mean, because I didn't use my name or my face, mm-hmm. I'm sure if I just used a VPN and created a totally new channel with a new name, like, there's no way that they would know. Yeah, okay, that's
0: what I was wondering. Like, can you not create a Gmail account? Right I
1: mean, yeah, I'm sure that there's a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, It wouldn't be associated with the channel that I had grown, right? So I'd be starting from scratch. And I mean, if I'm doing the same type of content, they're just going to kick me out again with time, right? So I might might do something else. I might try a new uh, project or topic, but we'll see.
0: Cool. Awesome.
1: And then, yeah, and then from there, since January, when I was kicked off, I'm like, well, I've always wanted to try stand-up comedy, so... I guess it's time for me to walk away from my computer screen and not be anonymous anymore and put my face and name out there in the world. So,
0: What's been the biggest transition with that?
1: Um, seeing your audience, mm-hmm. watching you, yeah. right? Because when you're on YouTube, you, I mean, you can see the little like, like sign, like thumbs up or thumbs down, and you can kind of know from there. But it's it's really different to gauge that reaction in real time and know, like, did they actually laugh at that or not? Um, yeah. And the size of the audience is different, right? So I'm used to reaching, you know, 144,000 people at once with my videos. And now it's like a room of five comedians mm-hmm. who hate me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do they hate you or are they just intimidated? I hope it's the latter. <laughs> I
1: hope that's why they're not laughing. They're intimidated.
0: Oh man. The worst is a room full of comedians. Yeah. It's just like, if you can actually like relax and have fun, then it's a good time. But like i was saying, people we're all just judging
1: to... each other. Exactly. <laughs> You're know, like,
0: oh, that's a clever joke, because I think there's like the understanding of humor where you don't you, you kind of become desensitized to it. So it's more of a an understanding of how you get to the laughter and not the laughter itself. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like I find now it takes a lot for like a genuine good laugh. There's a lot of weird things. The moon's got to be in the right um, astrological sign and just and someone has to trip falling off a bus. And I remember something that happened 10 years ago and all those things kind of collide and have a good laugh for about five minutes. But other than that, it's hard to, uh, th- like people tell will come up to go, Oh, you're a comedian. Let me tell you a joke. And they, tell you just some street mm-hmm. joke that they hear and they're like isn't that funny it's like yes i i understand the humor in it but like it's not yeah it's not laughter. doing it for me yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah.
1: kind of like if you're a porn star for a long time mm-hmm. right and you're your dick becomes desensitized from all these beautiful women that you're having sex yeah, with over time you see matter. another hot woman it's like okay yeah I, I noticed that you were physically attractive but it's not gonna do it the same way for mm-hmm. me um I'd, I've never worked in the porn industry. I'm just guessing. <laughs> no. uh, yeah. Dicks.
0: Would you sell feet pictures?
1: I have. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do a lot of weird things. Yeah. Why not? It's it's feet. Yeah. Like, yeah okay. Yeah. Go and post my feet on the internet. Go I've, ahead. I I've don't care. You know, it. you sell pictures of your feet. Yeah. Why not? I've
0: sold shoes. Like that you've worn.
1: Oh, yeah. That's what they want.
0: See, that's the thing. That's like. I find it funny that your massive YouTube audience doesn't really know what you look like because it seems like that would have just been huge. Whatever amount of shoes that you're selling, it could be a lot (laughs) more. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, but that's what I liked about it because I I did feel like I am getting to where I got to just based solely on the work that I was putting into it and my personality. And I wasn't relying on being, I mean, obviously these people know that I'm female. I have a female voice, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that that's enough to seek out an audience in the same way.
0: Fair. I um, I don't know. Cause... I don't
1: I don't know how men's brains work though. So
0: No. Because you posted something the other day. Someone sent you some Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, people send me random donations still. Just, like I haven't had a channel since January. But, but that's posted...
0: unrelated to your channel. Oh wait, no. No, that, no, that was, was related to my channel. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah,
1: they're like, here's some money from your for the last videos you made. Really like them. And if you keep doing more, I will support you financially every month. And I get I get messages like that often. Like I was making the majority of my money Mm -hmm. through individual donations through PayPal. I wasn't even on Patreon at the end. Um, and YouTube certainly didn't want me to have ad revenue because of the topics that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was mostly just random people giving me donations.
0: That's cool. So at what point did you transition from your medical career to a full-time YouTuber?
1: Well, I I had gone down to part-time when mm-hmm. I knew that my YouTube was taking off a little bit and I wanted to focus more on that. Yeah. And uh, at the time I was married, my husband was not a fan of what I was doing because we had just bought a house mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a YouTuber,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> which almost never works out. And I don't blame him for yeah. <laughs> thinking mm-hmm. that I was going through a crisis because I probably was. Because, yeah, if anyone's like, I'm going to be a famous comedian, I'm going to be a famous YouTuber. It's like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Yes. And it just happened to work out for me that I was able to do that. And I didn't, I didn't totally leave my job until I'm like, okay, I have enough money coming in each month mm-hmm. that I can do this. And I transitioned out.
0: Dope. What, did, what did your <laughs> colleagues think? You're I didn't th- tell them. Oh, okay. I didn't okay. tell I them. Guess I guess like, all lied yeah. and said
1: I was going back to teaching. Uh, I used to be a college instructor, and I just said I was going to go do that again. And that's <laughs> the last they heard of me. <Jeez.
0: laughs> so you don't stay in touch with any of them? You didn't have any? Uh,
1: oh, uh, yeah. I had a couple of them, I guess. I still yeah. don't know. Uh, one of them knows. One of them knows. And they fully supported it. They thought it was great. So.
0: That's dope. That is fun. So you're kind of like uh, you had your dual identities like Batman. Yeah,
1: like Batman, except for n- not a cool car. Mm-hmm. I can barely drive.
0: In general. In
1: general, I'm just oh, a yeah. terrible driver. I don't know if it's because I'm female or blonde, but I'm just not good at that. And I don't have a butler.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, like Batman.
0: Fair enough. So did your YouTube channel have anything to do with your marriage dissolving?
1: Mm. there is a
0: dog in the background. There is
1: a dog in the background. Well, I think in general, they say that women who accomplish more than their significant other, their male significant other, there'll be resentment there, Mm -hmm. whether it's a woman who's outperforming them um, financially or even just getting promotions. Mm -hmm. Men do not like that. And I think him seeing that, I I don't know. It's, It's hard to know if that, that was part of it it probably was that's an yeah. ego hit to, i think a man to see their wife be so successful and have all these these men send them money and compliments and uh i think that takes uh someone a little bit stronger yeah than my ex-husband
0: cuz that but could I, definitely lead to a situation of just well at what point is she going to leave me for one of these guys yeah or, so he, he ended up else, leaving me for a woman that what is that like the soft letdown to himself yeah maybe so he, he, he can feel good. Like, I,
1: I don't know. I, I don't there. know. Anyway, I'm I'm glad that I'm not in that anymore. Um, but I did find it hard to date afterwards mm-hmm. too, because you know I had been in that marriage when I was a YouTuber, mm-hmm. and so I I hadn't had to date as a YouTuber after that. So. I'm like, what do I put down for what my job is? Because I don't want to tell people what I'm doing necessarily. I'm doing this yeah. anonymously. I don't want to get doxxed or anything. And it's also political, and I don't know who I'm going to offend by that. So I put, like, I'm a content creator. Mm-hmm. And then I got all these messages from men <laughs> who are like, are you on OnlyFans? Yeah. And then, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know what to do. That's
0: the title of a content creator these days. Yeah. It? Women Girl. who
1: say they're content creators are typically, yeah, doing porn yeah and that wasn't me um so yeah that that was interesting and then I also had to worry about men who were just dating me because of that status too
2: because
1: mm-hmm. uh yeah I mean some guys would be like no I don't want to date anyone who is an internet I wouldn't say You're I'm an afraid. internet celebrity but it it was big enough that that was my job you yeah, know yeah, and then uh, um but then yeah on the other side people you know like just how women will date guys in bands to have that yeah Thing
0: association
1: association yeah I didn't want I didn't want that and I I found that that was happening a little bit where men would be like oh she has this many subscribers by the way
0: bring (laughs) you out and just kind of show you off
1: yeah and it's just like it's just invisible internet points
0: well well I was just gonna say do you find it weird that like followers and subscribers is a form of uh, clout.
1: It's like part of people's sexual market value now. Yeah. 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 And it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it is kind of disturbing because none of that ever changed my life or who I was. I think because I was anonymous mostly, it never Mm -hmm. went to my head in that way because sure I'm cool online, but in my real life, no one knows who I am and no one treats me any differently. And I really like that. I could Mm -hmm. separate those two things. Um, so yeah, when someone was super impressed by that, I just thought it was so strange.
0: <laughs> but then, is, they, but then they, I'd have
1: I'd have friends too who were bigger YouTubers, and it it would kind of go to my head too. I'm like, oh, this person knows these people, <laughs> and this is how many subscribers they have. So I get it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I get why people do that and why that's kind of exciting. But
0: uh, it is weird. It's kind of like openly viewing someone's bank account. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, you've collected many points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. doing well.
1: Yeah. And now it, it's all gone, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Like, I was just canceled. They canceled me. I mean, they can't take away my 100,000 subscriber <laughs> plaque. You, you I have bankrupt. that on my wall. But yeah, <laughs> it's like they just shut me down one day. And it's like, okay, that's weird. That's weird that they can, That yeah, they can just come and take away your livelihood. Mm-hmm. And almost like your personhood, because that was part of my alter- alternative identity. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's weird. It's weird that something you worked for years for and put hundreds of hours into can just be dissolved in a day because someone, someone didn't said so. yeah and they never actually told me why my channel was deleted. I can make assumptions mm-hmm. they gave they gave me a reason but I wanted clarification and I never got an answer. So I'll never know and that's okay. But yeah, I've been, I've been depersoned online. De-person. I mean, and I, I can go, I can go to rumble and I have bitchute shoot and everything. It's not the mm-hmm. same though. No, I'll never have the same following again.
0: You think you just hit the lottery once and lightning struck and now you're.
1: I don't know. Cause I think also it's not like, oh, anyone can be a YouTuber and it's just random if you're going to be successful or not. No, mm-hmm. it takes like. Are you good at production? Do you have good production like value in general? Are you interesting? Can you captivate an audience? Are you funny? Are you personable? All of those things matter.
0: So you're having me question all those things in myself. I'm like, I'm unsure most times, but...
1: Because if you've ever been on YouTube, you'll notice that the vast majority of content is terrible. Well, that right, exactly. and it's only like the the very successful people that you actually watch because they know what they're doing. It's
0: like the give a shit factor.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and talent, talent, mm-hmm. and effort combined will make you successful in almost anything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. See, and I was I was never really interested in YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like, I feel feel like I could have been early on because all the tools growing up at that age when all those things were taking off you're like oh okay cool but then it just seemed like ah, i kind of missed the boat on it missed the boat on it until you get a point you're like no you can just go do whatever you want at any point you'll be fine as long as you do give a shit you about just have it to do are, it yeah
1: Everyone, that's the problem I have. Everyone's like, well, I'm thinking about doing this. It's Don't like, well, think. then just do should, it. Yeah, just, yeah. just grab life by the balls. I mean, I'm turning 35 and I'm starting stand-up comedy and mm-hmm. modeling and these things that I just had given up on. And it's like, why? Just do it.
0: Yeah. Don't be afraid. Don't limit yourself. Yeah. You know, But do you find that there is a certain amount of delusion in, uh, well, like, like you just said, if you watch YouTube, most of it is garbage. So what how how can people kind of self-analyze and eventually call it? Do you think there's a right time for that thing? Yeah,
1: I mean like I said I was a, I had my rap career wasn't it?
0: Okay, like that was a serious thing. <laughs> no, it
1: was never no. It was it was like a nerdcore rapping. Um <laughs> No, the, yeah, there is a certain point where hopefully your friends are like, dude, no. Enough. No, yeah. We've, <laughs> right. we've tried it. You tried it. It's just not working for you. But I think also you have to establish, okay, you have to go into everything. Like, this is a hobby. This mm-hmm. is not going to be a job. I'm not going to be successful at this. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because I enjoy it. Yeah. And I like, you know, the response that I am getting from the people who are also enjoying it. And if you do it for that reason alone, you'll be fine. Because yeah. then it won't matter. It won't go to your head. You no. won't. Yeah. You
0: keep yourself entertained. Yeah. You're going to want to do those things that naturally improve. Yeah. Whatever it is, that never
1: you're do anything with the assumption that you'll be successful. No, no, because no, no. you probably won't statistically. No. Like, even if you even if you have the talents and ambition, you don't
0: know, well, especially if that's why you're trying to do it.
1: Yeah, it, what I'm are like, your motivations, right?
0: No, if you appreciate something, like, I say, why I got into stand up was I appreciate the art form, mm-hmm. it's probably like my favorite thing to consume, I guess, mm-hmm. that wise, besides music. But sometimes the way I feel like I give a shit about it is that I would like to eventually put together something of quality that will be still used after I'm dead. Because I think that's at least the mark of a decent comedian versus so many people just content creating and being frivolous about it.
1: So you're doing it for the legacy?
0: Ah, I don't like that word, but like hopefully get to a point where it's not just content, but at what point does content switch into art?
1: I think that's a good question.
0: I'd like to be proactive at the art aspect of it.
1: So So do you you consider yourself an artist?
0: I would like to, yeah, because that's just the respect that I, I, I give the format. There is some no. Trust there's me.
1: comedians and then there's artists. I do agree when you look at uh, even famous comedians, you're like, okay, this guy's just doing it for a paycheck and it's awful.
0: Yeah. Right? Like anytime you go to a, like a corporate gig, you mm-hmm. get it. You're like, yeah, this guy probably has a family and kids, and he needs to be, you know, stay within the parameters, get that, get that money, sell out. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, you know, yeah. And especially, it seems like that's a huge trend in Canada when you look at. Like, the population density is the same as, like, California, but it's spread out over just a huge landmass that you're like, okay, well, you can just constantly be constantly be on the road driving to get to shows, to get those paychecks, or, you know, eventually move to a larger center.
1: That's what I like about the internet, yeah. you're instantly connected with the whole world, right? You don't have to go... Place to place, but I mean, it's 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 a different. It's just different. It's totally different doing stand up compared to telling jokes online, and even posting your stand up online. Mm-hmm. That's been interesting. TikTok has been interesting for me. I started that a couple months ago, yep. and that's very different than YouTube. And I'm doing that with my face and and uh, my name, right? So um, I don't like it no. <laughs> as much. You know, when you're anonymous. You don't you don't have to worry about like, oh, is my hair done? How do I look? Da, 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 da.
0: Roll out of bed and start yeah. recording.
1: Yeah, no, as soon as soon as you are a woman especially and you're putting I'm sure like for men it's it's most of the comments aren't about your appearance, but for women it is and women in comedy it's even more brutal because you have these, you know, 17-year-old men leaving Reddit and they're looking for the hashtag female comedian so they can go post the same comments on every single one of them, mm-hmm. you know, just to bring them down. And uh, that's kind of to be expected. So I have a thick skin from being in YouTube for so long that it doesn't really bother me. But for, yeah. b- I think, a lot of female comedians starting out, it probably would.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think... the <laughs> People always ask why people say like women aren't funny in comedy. And my example, uh, not example, I just say they're proportionately funny. If because those the women who are in comedy. Are funny, but proportionate to how many of them show up like I have the, the largest group of shitty comedians is like straight white dudes because they're just the biggest group of people that show up. So there will be a few good ones that, you know, float to the top.
1: That's who you remember.
0: Exactly, right? But it's the same thing with females. It's just there isn't enough women showing up initially to get past the... To have the the, great ones, right,
1: right? Yeah.
0: Oh, there and, are great ones, like, in, in the whole but field. But I think also, yes, it's, but like it's then you locally. have, yeah,
1: the ones who are weaker at it, who are still getting propped up, because they're like, this is a female comedian, and there's just not enough of them, so we're going to prop them up. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, okay, this person sucks. Well, yeah, because they shouldn't have been propped up,
0: because they're yeah. not there on merit, they're there on gender. Exactly. And you see that happen, you're just like, oh, whatever. You can't, you can't really, I think they, a lot of people get upset about it, but at the end of the day, like. Funny is funny. It's it's a lot like skateboarding. If you go to a skate park and you're trying, skateboarding is really inclusive because it's on merit. You go to a skate park and you spend an entire day trying to kickflip. When you land that, it doesn't matter who you are. Whoever's around will probably applaud for you because they recognize the effort that you put in trying to achieve that. And you're only doing it for yourself, right? And I find stand-ups the same way when someone gets off stage and they had an undeniably good set, like you can't take that away from them. It doesn't matter what you think of them. Just give them the props, right? Mm -hmm. It will show if someone is undeniably funny, if they landed the kickflip.
1: Yeah. I think it is, it it. is kind of cruel though, to like prop people up just based off of, yeah, their demographic. Yeah. Then they're, Their merit because that's only setting people up for failure. It's kind of like a a affirmative action in comedy, Mm -hmm. in a way.
0: Well, and there was a an episode of CBC. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but
1: I think you're allowed to say whatever you want. Yeah, I think I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Who's stopping you? You got me all nervous. I know. know. YouTube's gonna shut you down because you had. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, you can't post me on YouTube or they will delete you.
0: Fair. By association, (laughs) they
1: will. Yeah, they'll give you a strike. I don't know how they find out. (laughs) I I don't think (laughs) no one tell them. This wouldn't be
0: famous anyways. (laughs) Um, But there was. I'm not sure why she got the spot, but bombed on the radio essentially. But because it, I think it was a debaters episode, and the other person like did well, they still had to like air it. Mm -hmm. But it was just brutal and i was sitting in my car like on my lunch break listening to this i was like oh no like this is what happens it got it got to a point where maybe she had been given those affirmative action spots and then it finally caught up where it's like no no the crowd doesn't care yeah you still have to produce
1: yeah because before then it was just false confidence given by people like good job you're so brave
0: yeah exactly yeah oh you're the only one that applied i don't know
1: i think that's the biggest insult is when people are like you were so brave up there
0: have people said that to you no um. but i
1: imagine that i just imagine that the <laughs> <worst insulted laughs> yet.
0: yeah I don't, I don't brave that's a weird one too <laughs> like no just because you that's what you this?
1: tell fat girls you are being so brave
0: ha, why why are they brave
1: because <laughs> they're living their true self obviously I, don't know.
0: I think that's the only way i'll gain respect is but like i feel like i'm gonna have to get fat and then lose weight
1: that's what i did <laughs> i lost yeah almost 80 pounds oh my i was really i was really brave <laughs> at one point
0: not not so much anymore I don't know, i've lost These... some of
1: that bravery over yeah. time yeah
0: now you're afraid <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I want to ask like, how hard was it to lose 80 pounds
1: uh, it was like actually pretty easy once my husband left me for someone else
0: oh my gosh was remember, that, that was the motivating factor yeah,
1: I remember the day that I found out I was texting a friend and I was crying and I stopped crying and I put on a Alanis Morissette you ought to <laughs> know the Jagged Little Pill album and I started doing squats <laughs> And I have this image in my head of what I remember just crying and doing squats to Alanis Morissette and just I'm like going to get revenge hot. And I I did. Yeah, I did.
0: Well done. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I I guess
1: I I did it and I can gain it all back. now. (laughs) Good for me.
0: That's it, right? I'll
1: just put on Jagged Little Pill and just start eating. (laughs) Oh,
0: my gosh. The opposite effect. Yeah. Has he hit you up? since uh getting revenge hot <laughs> it's been like hey
1: i think it's just very obvious because i would like ask, i would send him pictures of me oh my God, and be like out. oh sorry i meant to send this to my boyfriend
2: no. <laughs>
1: uh. which i never had <laughs>
0: oops why do women do that
1: this is hilarious i did it like for obviously la- this is funny yeah. this is funny to me yeah
0: let him know (laughs) yeah just fuck oh by
1: the way i'm hot now okay
0: this is what you could have had
1: this is what you had in the beginning and then you married me and i got fat and then you left oh no that is (laughs) (laughs) i had a baby i had a child Mm -hmm.
0: to quote a man once the baby is born that's the baby weight (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) everything else is on you
1: (laughs) it's fair it's fair it's fair I'm I'm you know what I'm happy single I'm glad I I'm glad it happened, Mm -hmm. um yeah and I'm living my best life now (laughs) doing stand up comedy locally.
0: (laughs) Yep. Have you been to any other cities yet? No, no other open mics.
1: No, I do open mics for my music though, Mm, and I've done that in Calgary a few times. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't know you played in a band.
1: I just started a band.
0: Oh, I thought you meant like in the past.
1: Oh, in the past I had, yeah, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But that was like ten years ago. Okay. I was in, I was in a band for a couple of years.
0: And what did you do in that? Did you I sing? fronted
1: it. I sang and I play tambourine. They wouldn't let me play guitar. Fair. Which, yeah, really no <laughs> rhythm. In my new band, I'm playing guitar.
0: The Barbie Pink one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's the uh, the plans for the new band?
1: Uh, it's I. It sounds like it's going to be a comedy band. Yeah, yeah. From like the first rehearsal of that. Uh, it seems easy. We wrote like three songs in the first session. So we should have an EP in like a month. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I this is gonna be. They got to make some music videos and yeah, roll it out.
0: Dope. Yeah. Well, you got all the skills for it. So.
1: Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I just want to just do everything right now. And is
0: it those songs that you've been putting up no, on? These no, these are new.
1: These are new. So I, we wrote one about the Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, one about how I want to have sex with Grimace. So I'm kind of taking my stand up comedy yeah. routines and, as inspiration. Yeah. And turning them into song. It's almost like Flight of the Concords esque. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, the band that you played in 10 years ago, was it like covers or were you writing? I was writing. You writing? It was
1: originals. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. kind of makes sense because as to why your stuff now is so good, you have prior experience. Because I thought yeah. you were just like, you just picked up the ukulele and started making these songs. I was like, no, no, maybe no they're I've better been... than most songs that I hear from songwriters around town.
1: Yeah, no, no. I've been uh, doing songwriting since I was 15 and got my first guitar then. And um, yeah, no, I just went away because I uh, was doing YouTube and having a a baby and uh, raising a child and being married. And I I just didn't have the life where I could go and do open mics and play music or do comedy. And now I can. I have that freedom, that personal freedom, I think, of not being attached to a person who doesn't encourage Mm -hmm. your dreams in that way.
0: So we, that's probably the biggest benefit of the your, divor- or your My divorce. My divorce. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Is that I got to find myself again and what I love and be able to do that. And it doesn't matter if I'm supported or not.
0: Support yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why not? That's what I've been saying a lot lately. Like, why not? Why not just do it? If there's an opportunity, just do it. Don't talk about I should do this or I wish I could be doing this. Just do it. Just do it. None of people just... Do what they want. They they always talk about the dreams that they, they wish that they could do. It's like, you have one life. Just go. I know that sounds so cliche.
0: That's true, though.
1: But nobody. Just do it. Like, I did it. Yeah. I went to school for medicine. You know, like, that wasn't easy to leave. I had a good job. I had a grown-up job. hmm I was like at a, a post secondary level teaching that. I was at the top of that <laughs> field, and I'm like, I'm going to disappoint my parents and <laughs> be a comedy writer and go on YouTube and become famous. And the, yeah, I did it.
0: Would you say it was much uh, fulfilling to the soul versus the medical job?
1: What I liked about it is that I got to prove something to myself. Mm. That's what I liked. It wasn't proving it to other people. It's like I think I can do this and I did it. Fair enough. It's like a self-accomplishment. Yeah. It was more important than what everyone else thought. I was I wasn't seeking validation from others. If I was, I wouldn't have done it anonymously. But also the nice thing about doing it anonymously though is if you fail, <laughs> <laughs> no one has it's to like, know. <laughs> Just go back to go back to working in dermatology, <laughs> whatever.
0: That's cool. That is the nice thing about creating or you know being an artist whatever it is that you whenever you make something you put it out there and it actually resonates with people Mm -hmm. it is like it gives you the confidence to continue doing stuff like that and you know it's the uh validation or the like it works yeah yeah i think my
1: confidence is like too high if anything like I if anyone I should be like people should insult me a little bit more and mm-hmm. bring me down because it's getting ridiculous we
0: can roast you later yeah you that's what like.
1: I need I'd need a roast
0: yeah have you been uh, what did you post have you been insulting guys oh yeah at- at- okay
1: I think <laughs> I think because my confidence is when you lose. Okay, when you lose eighty pounds, let me just say you you have something. You know what body dysmorphia is? This is like body euphoria. It's mm-hmm. like you know those movies where you swap bodies with someone, like the hot Freaky chick Friday, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. It's like waking up in a new body and you're treated totally differently by men. And um, I got too much confidence now, and I'm putting out vibes of dominatrix. being a, a dominatrix vibes, and I'm getting random men hitting me up on the internet. Asking me to like don't da- be my slave. Looks like slaves. they're
0: down for it.
1: Yeah, they'll do anything I say. It's pathetic.
0: Oh my gosh, I was but of like, course I'm like, of course I'll be. Yeah, into leaning you. into it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm uh, leaning into the dominatrix uh, thing now.
0: Yeah, because I saw some of the just the screenshots that you posted. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Oh, no, this is not good for anyone.
1: Especially not good for me when I'm already, like, leaning towards yes, narcissism a little What's bit. That? Like, don't feed me. Now they're calling me queen. I'm like, you, you're uh, going to have to pay uh, me yes, to queen. bow down. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't get it from uh, the guy's perspective. But, all right, bros. Yeah, no, I,
1: it's called financial domination, yeah. a fin dom thing. Yeah, I have men who just buy me things and pay me to be mean to them.
0: See, like, I could do that anonymously. <laughs> 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 you send them it. pictures of your feet. Whenever you get too busy, just yeah. send them pictures and I'll type in the background.
1: Oh, I don't even know how much of this, <laughs> like, life I can tell you about. But, like, yeah, I've never taken my clothes off. No. I'll say that. I have sold shoes. Mm-hmm. I have uh, sold pictures of my feet. Oh, my gosh. I have sold a video of my bathroom where I'm like telling them how I'm going to make them clean it and degrade them.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. That's what, that's what men are into these days.
0: Why? What? Is, I don't what? know.
1: They just want know. a woman to, to boss them around and make degrade them and to worship me. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. But like I have an Amazon wish list, and
2: <laughs> things <They> just randomly <laughs> yeah, show up at the it's house.
1: My favorite new thing that I've discovered that <laughs> oh I have the power to gosh. do. It's like, yeah, okay, I like that. I've been a fat girl for a long time, mm-hmm. and now this is better. This is Life good. on Easy Street. Yeah, I was.
0: <laughs> there's no way I could just set up a, a an Amazon wish list. It would collect dust. <laughs> I don't I don't uh, frolic on the internet that much though. Yeah,
1: no, I uh, now I have a collection of men who send me money just for just for my brain and my personality yeah. Yeah. and the the content that I create um intellectually and then also the content I create of my feet and bathroom.
0: And the men that you just put down and they send you cash as I love well it. i
1: love being mean to men like, like not all men just the men who want it yeah yeah yeah. it's consensual and i like <laughs> okay
0: yeah well, i wasn't just gonna shit talk you
1: because i tried to do that on tinder just to be mean to men like i mm-hmm. tried to just roast men on tinder and they didn't like it no it takes a specific type of gen- degenerate to
0: you know what it. i noticed on tinder and last time it was a few years ago that i was last on it and i got more interested in the banter game and I realized that, like, chicks who sp- talk a big banter game, if you just volley it back and forth three times, by the fourth round, they've got nothing. And once you're, like, you kind of establish, like, I'm not going to stop, you just don't hear back from them.
1: Yeah. No, I would I would start out the conversation, like, do you want me to roast you or toast you? Like, do you mm. want an insult or compliment? You decide That's how good this one. goes. Yeah, yeah. And they'd always be like, roast me, baby. Like, they were all like, I am confident, and you can't hurt me, and I am, here's, Ugh. yeah, here I am, I'm a big man, I'm like, I would just start out soft, be like, you look like a guy who cries easily, so I don't want to hurt you, <laughs> immediately blocked.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Like, they couldn't handle that, I'm like, I'm not even, I just got started, dude.
0: Yeah. Listening, now they're li- listening to Alanis Morissette doing Yeah, squats. doing
1: squats, trying to get revenge on <laughs> Crying. <laughs> Why, yeah. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> I don't cry easily. That's funny. I'm a funny girl. Yeah. 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 Men don't like funny women. When men say that they like funny women, what they mean is they want a woman to laugh at their jokes. Mm. They don't want a woman who's funnier than them. Trust me.
0: No. Uh, most guys aren't that funny anyways. No. So like, it's not that hard to get funnier than them. No. no. People are funny in the moment Mm -hmm. but to be funny on demand is kind of a different thing and then that's probably one of the most annoying interactions people just go tell me a joke joke."
1: oh yeah when you tell someone that you're a comedian they're like tell me a joke
0: oh it's brutal
1: it's like no it's like i don't go to starbucks and be like or or you tell me you're a barista Mm -hmm. i'm not just like make me a latte
0: no. You know, like you don't have to. Break. Oh, you're a heart surgeon. Oh, you're a painter. Paint, paint my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You're a carpenter. Build me something. It's like there's no other expectations like mm. that on it, except for artists. Right. Oh, if you're saying, oh, sing me a song. If yeah. you're a comedian. Oh, tell me a joke. It's like, no, why no, Pay me. Yeah. Pay me.
0: Well, I did. This was a fun one. I was we outside of a, a bar one night and this guy's like, oh, you're a comedian. He goes, I'll give you 20 bucks if you can go make that group of people laugh. I was like, okay, that's. I like that. That's a good challenge. Exactly, right? So, went up. I was like, hey, this is going to be weird. Can I tell you guys a joke? They're like, yep. (laughs) Got him. And then I turn around, and the guy's getting in a car and driving (laughs) away. And I chased him because he had to like go yeah. around. Go! I chased him down. He was at a red light. I said, Give me like 20 bucks. You saw that. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I only have 10. <laughs> and now every time that I see him, I go, You owe me 10 bucks, man.
1: I love that. See, at least it became kind of a bit. Yeah. So that's what I try to find. It's like, This is a bit. I can get something out of this somewhere. Do you see that mm-hmm. in like real life scenarios now where like, Oh, is this a bit?
0: Yeah, definitely. It's just. Where those come from, I don't know. Uh, It's, I don't think I'm looking for them as maybe as much as I should be, or just the last few years have been weird. The whole COVID thing, like, definitely threw me off my game because I checked out what Mm -hmm. when shows just kept getting canceled and whatnot. I was like, "Ah, I'm not going to do that and did totally shift my my focus. So it's getting back to that point now Mm -hmm. where I am noticing, like, The dumb shit i'll I'll run through some of it tonight but it's like oh yeah always the bit
1: well i used to have a web comic i don't know if i've ever told you that i used to do a web comic each week Mm -hmm. and uh it would usually just come from scenarios it was basically like a like a something funny that happened in my week that i turned into a comic yeah and i still find material from my old comics That I can like turn into bits today, yeah, because it it transfers. It's interchangeable, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that was like I guess that's how I started writing comedy Mm -hmm. in the very beginning because that was around the time I was in college. I was I was doing that.
0: That's great. Honestly, I think more people should do that. Finding different, like if if you want to do stand up, I think you should find other ways to be funny as well. And different outlets for that just so that you have more tools to pull from mm-hmm. that's why you're such like a breath of fresh air locally because you have that experience so you know like formatting where so many people just come out and they're like hey you know they can tell a story but which may have been funny for them in the moment but does it doesn't to, translate no exactly and it is the translation process is, is the biggest thing you could you don't have the opportunity opportunity to go up there and just go like well I guess you had to be there for it. No, you got to bring people there with you mm-hmm. and and recreate it or translate what was actually funny about it to mm-hmm. them. Yeah. But
1: Yeah, there's structure. There's structure to writing yeah. jokes and it's it is an art. And it can't just be structure either. Like you also have to have some kind of natural talent. That's what I'm struggling with is like, okay, on writing, everything I've done is funny, but Mm -hmm. now I have to present that. And that's Mm. new for me. I have to present it in front of a live audience in a way that I haven't done before. And that's what I'm struggling with the most. So that's what I have got to work on.
0: That one takes time because it's Mm -hmm. finding how you go about it. Because there's like, a lot of people, I find the stand-up is like artificially inseminated humor where it's so kind of dialed in that if you go to a club and you say these words in this order, you will elicit laughter versus naturally creating humor in the situation. Like both, both work, but there is one that's like reading off a, a formula sheet almost after a while and it's the process of. Kind of discovering that formula sheet is what eventually turns into your comedic voice, I guess. Not, I'm not an expert, so.
1: I don't think many people are. No. You're an expert as as much as as anyone else doing comedy, right? So. Yeah.
0: I have made people laugh.
1: I've heard you make people laugh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have also eaten <laughs> immense amounts of shit.
1: Yeah, I think you have to actually. I think it's almost better when you strike out because mm. it's like, Oh, this is, I'm learning from this. And that's why I record every single thing I do. Yeah. I, I like, like that. that. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. I, especially for me starting. Cause now I'm like, okay, I can see what works, what doesn't. And I can alter that and change it. And, uh, I don't think a lot of people want to self reflect because rejection hurts. Mm-hmm. Right. But you have to do that to improve.
0: You have to be honest with yourself. That was for probably the first three years. Definitely. Uh, I recorded every set and would listen to it, like, on the drive home, no matter how it went. And those bomb sets of just, like, 10 minutes with no... <laughs>
1: Not no, a single oh, laugh.
0: Oh, and, and you were so confident going into it. You're like, this is going to be sick.
1: You just made women's panties even drier. Oh, my gosh. Somehow.
0: Painfully, painfully. Those ones you have to, like, embrace. Because that, that's where you get your tough skin from, mm-hmm. where you just... Now you can go out, and it's like, you're you not You have to get to the point afraid. where it's like, you
1: can't hurt me.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: You're not going to make me do uh, squats listening to Alanis Morissette. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you also can't. Uh, you got to be fair with the audience, I find. you got to actually give them something to work with. Like, if you're just going out there and pissing all over the place, <laughs> not prepared, you don't you yeah. know, have nothing to say, yeah. I'll just come up with it on the spot and you <laughs> no, <you laughs> yeah. oh that was gonna be my strategy for
1: tonight because i haven't written very much but that's the thing is like now each week it's like okay I'm, i've i got to try to write something new each week that's that it puts me on the spot it's like oh if i don't have time let's like i still i'm gonna do it
0: oh yeah de- definitely but is that like you can aim for like three minutes mm-hmm. um
1: Which is a lot more than you expect when you're, like, standing up there in front of people. Absolutely. Yeah, just if you don't do comedy, just imagine being, like, three minutes. And for a lot of people, they can't even handle, like, speaking, public speaking at all. No. Right?
0: So expecting some sort of reaction, Mm -hmm. it's, like, whenever you don't get that. You see that with, uh, actually, some pretty seasoned folk where, like, if they go out and their first joke doesn't land it throws it can throw off their the the whole set for them so it's you just can't let it shake you mm-hmm. or you can't be so entrenched you in your own ways you have to not
1: care what your audience thinks at all almost just be like i'm doing this for me and i don't care about mm-hmm. you.
0: <laughs> yeah hopefully that resonates with them cuz I, I i think that's probably the better way to go because otherwise if you Yeah, you don't want to
1: shake you at all then, right?
0: No No, but then you have to have the uh, your self-criticism has to be that much more in tune. Well, you have to be self-aware, too. Like, if you're
1: going on a stream of, like, jokes that I'm like, this is anti-Semitic or something like that, and the audience is all Jewish, and they're like, we don't like this. You need to stop and leave.
0: That's it, being able to to switch lanes or shift gears, right? Like, these
1: jokes that I thought were funny are not hitting great with this audience. It it does.
0: I I find it does get to a point where it's like uh, it is a relationship. You know, you got to – they're not digging what you're putting in you got to be able to switch it up try to leave them with something mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. wasn't just like oh my gosh i can't wait for this to be over
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? well and sometimes i think people just like to talk and they want attention so they'll have like you know a 20 minute 20 minutes of material when it's like five of that was good yeah just do 5 minutes just it'd be better to do five funny minutes and leave people like that was, that person was hilarious exactly then 20 minutes that. of like some random guy yeah. ranting
0: Let's stretch that out. Yeah. I've got an actual joke every three minutes, so that should hold their attention No,
1: No. Condense it. Yeah. Same with YouTube. If you're a YouTuber, condense it. Take Only the put point. the good things online. That's how you're going to k- keep people's attention.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. With anything, get to, get to the point as soon yeah. as possible. Yeah. I've noticed like, yeah, YouTube, how it's edited. Like there's so many cuts involved mm-hmm. now and it's like, uh, you don't even really have to think Whenever you watch it, it's just designed to constantly fucking poke at your brain. Mm-hmm. You know, look at and your that's, logo. Yeah, that's the point.
1: That's how you edit it successfully. Yeah. Yep. You just take out all the ahs and ums and it's like, okay, if I was making content, if if you weren't getting information or it wasn't entertaining, I cut it out. Mm-hmm. Like if this is not absolutely essential for you to know, or it's not going to make you laugh or think then I, I'm taking it out. And that's how people should make content.
0: Yeah content 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 get to the point get to the point Mm -hmm. as quickly as possible yeah
1: yeah either make it entertaining or i'm learning something or you're wasting my time Mm -hmm. that's how i think about it and there's so much uh, time wasting online or people who are so into themselves that they just they like if i want to can i trash people like like someone like jordan peterson or something where it's like okay you you're saying you're a thousand words for something you could say in a hundred
0: oh yeah, yeah yeah. right
1: because you want to seem impressive
0: yeah his stuff is anytime you come across a clip you're like why is it so muddled
1: yeah it's and i feel that way with everyone it's like okay trim the fat just yeah. tell me exactly what the what you're trying to get at i don't want to yeah i don't like my time wasted
0: see the fact that you coming into stand-up and you already know that that's why like you'll succeed or progress quicker than a lot of newbies.
1: Well, I'm not starting from square one. No. I mean, I am with stand-up, but I mean, there's it's so translatable Thank to everything you've yeah. done, right?
0: Absolutely. But other people don't really see that. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it's just people haven't given a shit about something or gotten successful in anything else you know, or put that effort in to be passionate about something. So to really dial something in, you got to have that self-awareness
1: well and there's natural comedians too and then there's just people who are like i could do that it's like no you can't it's because they think oh it's just telling funny stories it's not uh, no no like sure you you might be funny at a party
0: yeah but that's not a water cooler whatever it is yeah but see and then i get to these points because i this is my first time doing this Mm -hmm. so now keeping this engagement going Mm -hmm. i'm like honestly i like talking to you about stand-up i've talked so much about it with other guys like Mm -hmm. outside of this format that i'm like ugh, i just don't really have anything left to say on it it's Mm -hmm. just more show up and and do it now go out rebuild the momentum know what i have to do there's not
1: a lot of females in this scene though in in red deer no
0: oddly enough there is always one okay there's, like, always one active,
1: who's Who and, just circles And then around. whenever,
0: you know, whatever happens, she stops showing up. A new one. A new one will come in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they sent me. Yeah, exactly, right?
0: <laughs> so it works out. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, that's funny. Because I there's very rarely been overlap. Yeah. But... And, I
1: think we'd have to fight if there were two of us in the same room. Probably. For their spot, right? Yeah. It'd only be one at a time.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you'd beat the former ones but yeah no, physically you'd, no no you're no nah, you'd get along i'm yeah, very but, tall yeah but maybe not that intimidating oh, okay so, that's fair Right, you might you may be intimidating to men but
1: <laughs> <laughs> on the internet yeah want <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to be mean to them yeah. yeah
0: but they're like that's just population base we tried to do the math a few years ago on like why the Red Deer's not a huge pool of people, and when you think about the actual amount of people that enjoy stand-up, and then those who actually like kind of want to do it, and not just have it be like something to cross off a bucket list, and then you think of the amount of women who fall into that category, it makes sense why there's only one at a time. Yeah, like, Realistically, there's, I don't think. It was really... hard
1: for me to find you. Like right. to find your group because I I knew that about the bowling alley, mm-hmm. but I'm like that since COVID I I didn't even know where to look and I was calling around asking and I was doing um music mm-hmm. first and I wanted to do stand up on the Velvet Olive side because yeah, I'm like yeah. this is a venue where they're gonna let me do that great I didn't even know about you <laughs> right that's how I found you
0: and that's the thing like the bowling alley thing like has basically died off and trying the guy who ran all that who like runs the Facebook page and whatnot isn't really involved in anything else going on locally anymore. So it is super difficult now when we're just trying to build everything from square one again. You know, once again, that lack of community involvement, everyone working on the same page together,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's like, no, I don't know if he sees, sees it as threatening or what. So everyone's but. just
1: kind of like their lonely island by themselves uh, in comedy.
0: It makes no sense.
1: No, because if anything, you should be like a group, like a comedy troupe that goes and does gigs together, right? And supports each other and be like, we, you know, yep, because those exist. Yeah. Right. There's, I don't know. There's a few, there's like Danger Cats and da 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 da. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Like Bull Skit in Town. You know, yeah, that's the improv yeah. group. Yeah, and yeah, Danger Cats—they've got their thing. That's you know, you get a group of people together. Once you get to a certain level, and yeah. you can do that, like, yeah, and You kind
1: of all have the same theme or humor type that's going to appeal to specific people. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely build your brand.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that that would be a really cool thing if the local comedians could get together and do something like that.
0: In time, you know, just, yeah, we just just got to get there. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, it's that's painful to hear how hard it was for you to find us because it's – I understand that. I understand that it is, and it's trying to get out and, you know, recreate that. But it's going to take years to, mm-hmm. to get something consistent again. But I think we're – uh, hopefully, as a community, if we can get it more community-based – Mm -hmm. then it will be in a better position to grow long term Mm -hmm. because the few years ago the analogy that i used was like the scene feels like trying to keep a bonfire lit in a rainstorm Mm
1: -hmm. and like if
0: i don't show up i don't know if it's gonna be there from week to week
1: yeah i think you're kind of the glue that holds it together although last week i hosted
0: yeah, because we were out doing other stuff.
1: Yeah. I held it together <laughs> you for you. It. I did.
0: Did you have I, a good time?
1: Yeah, I brought in a whole bunch of people. For beauty? Just for me. Yeah, of course. They won't be there tonight. No, they'll never be back. <laughs> <laughs> no, they might be. They might be. It was good. It was great.
0: Right. And, but that's exactly what it is. It's mm-hmm. bringing those groups of people out and let them know, like, hey, yeah. this is a thing. And you know, six months down the road, if they want to come back again, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll pop up. We just got to make sure that they're there for them to.
1: The problem is, though, asking me to host it goes to my head immediately. Like any sort of tiny bit of authority Mm -hmm. that is given to me,
0: you can't degrade. You can't treat them like the men (laughs) you dumb for.
1: I do though, like. I remember the first time someone put a lab coat on me. Yeah, yeah. Changed everything. I had a clipboard. You know like the Milgram experiment where they yeah. 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 No. Yeah. It's not it's not healthy for me to be any sort of authority like
0: Oh uh, yeah, we'll shit talk you more. Yeah. We'll get you back to like a reasonable level. <laughs> yeah,
1: I need to be roasted. Bring <laughs> yeah. me back down. Yeah. yeah. I'll be like I am the host and I am the headliner oh, tonight.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah that's honestly that yeah you'll fit perfect into the comedy community yeah because they all like, everyone has an ego fuck, everyone's three shows in everyone's a professional everyone's <laughs> a headliner everyone gets just, should be on just for laughs so i don't know why yeah i'm not you know i don't know why netflix i don't have a netflix contract?
1: special <laughs> yeah
0: no just a bunch of dumb people trying to. Mm-hmm.
1: Although I feel like I could get a Netflix
0: special. <laughs> you probably could because yeah. you know they you have a quota to fill. They have the quote co- would... the
1: affirmative action. I'm just gonna yeah. ride that. I'm gonna be so brave. Yeah, exactly. I, if anything, I should get fat again.
0: Oh my gosh. To be extra brave. You'd be sold. That would that would be help because uh, being looking like Barbie as you are, that might be difficult. Yeah. Unless you spin it, you know, like, hey, I look like this, but it's my brain that that really matters. Right.
1: Yeah. Or I could be in a wheelchair. I don't know. We'll figure something out you to make a me more appealing. It yeah. We can make it more appealing. Yeah,
0: you could be fat in a wheelchair. <laughs> I could do that.
1: <laughs> I could do that. I could. Yeah. I could. There's a lot. I could start dating women. I could. Yeah. You just add you can, yeah. whatever you can to make you stand out.
0: Definitely. The, the more Because no one's like, oh, check. do
1: you remember that white male, straight male comedian? Oh, which one? Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the nice thing about that for you is no one would actually have to remember your jokes. They would just have to remember... My demographics. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That's most important.
0: Did you see that fat bitch in a wheelchair?
1: Yeah, that brave, stunning woman. <laughs> she... The handy, capable, stunning, brave
0: woman. Exactly.
1: On stage crying to Morris said.
0: <laughs> she said she used to do squats, but now she's in a wheelchair, so... Yeah. Yeah. Give it time. You'll f- pull that off in the next six months.
2: Oh, yeah. What
1: time is it? It's
0: one o'clock. Oh, okay. we're still good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have to leave by two. I'm going to the dentist.
0: Okay. Fair. <laughs> that's dope. Honestly, I was just trying to get an hour. and We've hit that point. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. that's not bad. I'm sure you might have to whittle some of this down.
0: Honestly, I probably won't whittle too much of it.
1: Just keep it as is. Yeah. Yeah i didn't say i didn't pull kanye west or say the n-word or anything so easy i won't get
0: canceled yeah no. yeah this is the one thing i didn't really anticipate was like how to actually end it
1: oh okay well can i give you some advice Absolutely. for your podcast as someone who's seasoned in, in this yeah uh you should you should have have, have a starting that is the same and an ending that is the same every time. Yeah, that's what I did for my YouTube channel. I yep. started and end it the same way, and it breeds familiarity mm-hmm. in your viewers. And yeah, brand yourself a little bit. Maybe have a tagline. Yep. What is it really? called? What is this called?
0: This yeah. regulars anonymous.
1: Regulars anonymous. All right. I'm not going to help you with... The, you have to think of the tagline because I can't yeah. come up with anything. No. Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I got... That's the the next part of the project. Put that stuff together. But yeah, definitely an intro. Yeah. An outro. Just a point of like, we'll probably come up with something naturally to just end it. Because yeah. here's the thing too. I almost don't even want to like thank people. Like there was no introducing you yeah. in the beginning or introducing myself. Yeah. And maybe not even uh, you could
1: thank the audience for listening yeah thank you for listening thank you for supporting us yeah have a great night